tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is February the 22nd, 2015. It is very difficult to believe that time is flying by the way that it is, but it is definitely not waiting on anyone, and neither should you. So that's what tonight's program is about. You know, in my practice, one of the most frequent questions I get is, how do I start over? What is, they, you know, people come and they say, Doc, I have been hurt so much that I'm just really sick and tired of being sick and tired. And and that lets, you know, there's a lot of truth in that because life is too short and death is too long for any of us, especially you, to hang on to something that's just really not going to change. There are times that um there are times that we have to take a deep breath. We have to ask ourselves, when will this take place? How can I change something that I have no control over? How can I move forward in my life and not have life come back and haunt me? Here's the problem. When you are in love, like rain, like death, like disease, you have no control at all over who you love You have no power to change how people treat you. You can treat them, you can just go out your way to try to love people. You can go out your way to try to be something so very special to someone else that you lose yourself in another person. When this happens, it's devastating. And and here's the funny part. Dealing with death and dealing with a broken heart really aren't that different. There, when you look at the stages of grieving, and I don't care if you use the five-stage model or the seven, there's no order to how these things happen. You know, I prefer that seven-stage grief model. And and when you look at it, the first thing that you are is you're shocked. You're in denial. It's hard to believe that somebody has taken your feelings, all that you've done, the money you've spent, all the times that you were intimate and making love and and, you know, almost serpentine-like cuddled in each other's arms and all the things that you would never do to, with, or for someone else you did with this person. How do, you know, what the hell? How do you, just like in grieving, you know, the first thing you do is you're in shock. You're sitting there going, I cannot believe this blank did this to me. And for some of you, You're not even saying that this blank did this to me and leaving it at that. You're saying, I can't believe this person did this to me. What? Again. Then you start feeling pain. You're hurting. You can't sleep. You can't eat. 
you're feeling guilty, wondering, okay, maybe if I had dressed differently, maybe if I had not gained so much weight, maybe if I hadn't had this kid, or maybe if I had gotten pregnant, maybe if I hadn't hit them in the head with a skillet, okay, that's me making something up. But, you know, the point I'm making is that uh, after the shock and denial, now here comes the pain and guilt. Then the next thing you want to do, you, you think you done lost your damn mind because you go from being angry to wanting to call them up and fix it. And one minute you, and for some of you, you are unfortunate enough for the full answer of the phone, and you get with them, and right in the middle of dinner or that kiss, or you just let your drawers hit the floor again, you're looking at them wanting to discuss what you said you wasn't going to talk about, or they're bringing up what they promised you they wouldn't mention, and here you are back again. Next thing you know, you're sitting over in a corner, drinking out that box of wine, depressed, you're taking meds, and you're hoping that things will turn out better, but they don't. So here you go again, and it's like riding a merry-go-round that's being driven by a fool. You ask yourself over and over and over and over again, why me? Why in the hell is this happening? To all people, why is this happening to me? Well, I'm going to tell you like this. Take a deep breath. You are not the only one. No matter what you do, how much you do, how much you give, how much you, you could become a contortionist bending over backwards to try to get somebody to love you. But listen to me, dear one. Listen to me, homeboy. Listen to me, baby girl. It ain't going to happen. Love does not love anybody. But here, here's the deeper picture. You are not meant to be with anyone forever. I'm going to repeat that again. You are not meant to be with anyone forever. And our problem is this. We get caught up in the moment, not realizing that the context of the situation is more dynamic and far greater than the content of the situation. I'm going to repeat that again. The context of the situation is far greater and far more meaningful than the content of the situation. I wrote a best-selling book called Break Up, Don't Break Down a couple of years ago, and we've re I've even written the revision of it. We just haven't released it yet, but... I want to tell you, if you're going through hell, you need to go to drdevonyoung.org and order that book. Don't buy it from Barnes & Noble because I'll never see the money. Matter of fact, this is a side note. Don't ever buy any book by any of your favorite authors anywhere but their website because Barnes & Noble and whatever your favorite bookstore is, they rip us off, even Amazon, you know. So if you – I can get it if you're broke and you really don't have money and you need to buy a used copy. I get it do that. But um, don't buy the book directly from the author because those companies basically take 75% of the money and then pay the author when they feel like it, basically. So, you know, don't whatever you do, support your authors and go to their websites. But the uh, the truth of it is – I'm tired of seeing you hurt. I'm tired of seeing you cry. I'm tired of you not sleeping at night. I'm tired of you 
trying to make up for something that maybe it is your fault. I mean, maybe, you know, you're the one that cheated or you told some kind of white lie and it looks way worse than it really is. Uh, But the truth is we're going to talk about that tonight. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a pen and paper, get ready to take some notes. We're going to really get into this thing. But right now, what I want you to listen to is a song. I think it may bring back a few memories. It's by Michael Cooper and the group Confunction. Be right back after this.
that I wanted to throw in with that show, with that song, and why did I play it? Real simple. Lots of people, as you listen to this program right now, are going through some of the worst days of their lives because they just feel like, you know what, is this ever going to end? And you actually made the decision. Some of you have not made the decision. You're wondering, is this the right thing to do? Did do you're, you're doubting yourself is basically what you're doing. But I want you to think about this. Tonight, and I told you to get a pen and paper because these are some notes you might want to take, especially if you or probably if somebody you know is hurting, two things you could do right now. Send them a text message. Tell them to tune in. If they don't have the Internet, they can listen via phone at 646-478-5610, I am actually going to try to take some calls tonight. Uh, you know, we've got some really fat numbers for people listening globally, and I want to thank you for that support, by the way, uh, especially you guys over in the U.K. and the Virgin Islands. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. But here's the deal. Think about everything, but don't obsess over it. I mean, go ahead and consider all the reasons why you left this, because what happens when you keep things in your head, you cannot see how it's really affecting you. The truth be told, you have to convert what is a logical, broken process that you're going through. Uh, Well, not a logical, I'm sorry, an emotional process that you're going through. And make it logical because, you know, as we empathize and as we embrace our feelings, we can easily get overwhelmed. And And I want to tell you why that happens. There is a neural cocktail in your brain that comes with being in love and being horny and being um, stimulated, and that the cocktail is one that has a few. I'm not going to name all the chem- There's several chemicals, but I, I'm going to say this. When you look at this situation, what is really happening is this. You have oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine, you have some endorphins, and being honest, love creates a high, right? So when you withdraw that love, when you remove yourself from that situation, that love hurts, and that love is so overwhelming and so devastating that now all of a sudden you have the exact opposite of, of chemicals taking over your brain. So, yes, this it is literally making you sick. You can't sleep. It, your cortisol levels are up. There's this thing called the limbic system, and you are in this passive fight or flight mode where you want to run from the pain or go kick somebody's butt that you think is at the source of it, be it the other woman, the other man, the cat, the dog, the fact that they – you know, whatever, you know, stop paying your car. No, <laughs> well, I hope that ain't it. But whatever's going on, these situations and these feelings that you're feeling, they are connected to a physiological, biological component. And when that happens, you are doing anything but thinking straight. You you probably want, you want to know about how do I get out of it. Well, no, it's real simple. First of all, you really can't. You know, this is something that only time can heal. So that's why I said I want you to think through what happened 
You know, why is this going down with me? And moreover, why do I feel this way? You know, there's a reason you had enough sense to get out that situation. And when you did get out that situation, these things that have hurt you, that have blinded you, you know, it, it it's almost, for lack of a better choice of words, it's almost debilitating. And it just leaves you stunned. But here's the next thing you do. Stop rethinking your decision, especially if it was your idea to walk away from the situation or you're the one that broke it off. And then by the same token, if the decision to end things was not your idea, you know, it's very common for people. It's kind of like you ever been to a funeral and when the relative you had was living Nobody liked them. They were a complete butthole, right? But when they die, all of a sudden, we want to turn this person into a saint. Well, the same thing happens in relationships. When you can't have, when that person is no longer present, now you start memorializing them, and, you know, they were a great and wonderful leader. You know, no, they weren't. They were an asshole. They stood you up. They ruined your credit, spent your money. And what's going on right now is the devil that you were familiar with is better than you being by yourself. Well, don't we thank your decision? Stop romanticizing over things that really have little, if anything, to do with you. Next thing, keep your space. And if you're really mature and you have a very strong resolve, you can be friends with someone you dated, but more than likely one or both of you is going to be tripping. So don't bring yourself back into this situation again. Real simple. It's going to cost you. All the stuff that it's it's the equivalent of having a wound or a cast on a broken limb or a scab on a burn. You keep thinking, okay, it's okay. Let me go ahead and pull it off. Next thing you know, that is taking it three times longer to heal. Now you got an ugly scar, and that's what's going to happen to your mind and your heart. Stay away until you are in a position where if you saw this person kissing, hugged up with, walking next to someone else, you could be like, okay, I'm happy for you. And I do mean just what I said. I'm happy for you. Not I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. She looked like, he looked like a cockroach anyway. She looks like a cow. That is not, you know, that's crazy. So I don't want you taking this situation and getting out of hand with it. At the very least, for you to be happy, you're going to have to migrate into a set of circumstances that will allow you to be more functional and to be whole. That takes time. And, dear one, let me tell you this. You cannot unstrike a mat. No matter how hard you try, no matter how much you want to do it, things just are the way they are. And there's lots of stuff that you really cannot easily come back from. I have seen people try this over and over again when they are in relationships. They they don't understand that this is a process. So you have to cope with the pain. But, you know, this is going to fix itself overnight. It didn't happen overnight. It's not going to fix itself overnight. And, and moreover, except the fact that you are a human being, and if you have any type of character, hell, that hurts. 
nobody likes failing at anything, especially something that they were they you went out, you told your friends, you know what, I got a new person in my life and this is wonderful and you all booed up out at restaurants and at the club and handing each other a fish stick. Well I hope the hell y'all ain't eating fish sticks because if you are I'm like, Where the hell are you eating? But the truth be told, it's the embarrassment of failing in public. One thing that people ask me, you know, they, they'll say, well, you're a relationship expert. Why aren't you married? Well, real simple. I know the cost of what happens when you get in something too soon or when you uh, you went public with it too soon, whatever it is that's going on with you. Consider that everything that you are going through is working for your good. And I do mean that. Even if right now you're sitting there and you just want to scream, you're, you know, you're out on a date and you think about this other person or you, um, you run out and listen to some, oh, ladies, let me tell you something, and guys too, stop going and sleeping with people thinking that's going to make you feel better. I mean, it may make you feel better, you know, because you climaxed and you you got your endorphin levels up, but even after you have some mediocre sex, great sex, or, you know, three minutes of fantastic sex or whatever, it's not going to change your situation because sex is not going to make up for time spent with someone in hopes that are dashed. It's just not going to make up with it. So if you're going to hate, go ahead and deal with the rage, but don't do this. Do not go buy another bag of weed, those of you that do that in Colorado or wherever you are. Do not start drinking. Do not go and get on eHarmony and Match.com and uh, whatever, uh, Farmers Mingle. What, else? what is up with the Farmers website? Everybody keeps making fun of these people. In between the chicken and the cows and the pig, they need something to do too. Leave them folks alone. Now, the other thing is talk to your intelligent friends. I didn't say talk to that fool that's going to tell you, oh, you know what, because misery loves what? Company. If you end up having or surrounding yourself with a group of embittered people that are giving you nothing but bad advice, here's the alternative for that. Because I know some of you, you just cannot not have somebody in your business, which that too, I'm going to tell you what's happening when you put your friends and family in your business. <laughs> Let's say this relationship that you were in, you, it's a, it's a, just a speed bump, right? It's something that may fix itself, and I'm especially telling this to you married couples or to you who are cohabitating or you people that have a child. This applies to you. Keep your friends and family out of your business. Don't. When you do that, you can't get mad at them when you bring this person back around after you guys have apologized, made up, your gunshot and stab wounds have healed. Okay, I hope the hell you don't have a gunshot or a stab wound because if you do, y'all need Jesus or something. But but anyway, my point is when you make up, your family members aren't going to remember anything but the negative stuff you said, and they're going to be sitting over there mean-mugging your wife, fiancé, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the heck it is you're dating or you you in this relationship with. And being honest, 
you just planted seeds that you cannot dig up. It's like being in a courtroom and those people will tell the jury, disregard that statement. How the hell are they going to disregard it? They heard it. You can't disregard what someone told you. And here's what they remember, especially you ladies. Because, dude, if you're sitting up crying with snot running out your nose, cold up with a dude talking, you and I really, really need to have a long conversation or something. But if you are a woman and you do that, your emotional presentation embeds memories that are far beyond what you said. Your family members, all they remember is you sitting up there with your eyes looking like Freddy the Frog with snot running out your nose and boo-hooing and wheezing and you lost 15 pounds, which some of you probably need to lose 15 pounds. But the point that I'm making is that is not a good look. So stop putting these folks in your business. Now, here's what you say, well, Doc, who in the hell am I going to talk to? I got you, boo. I'm coming there. Sit show behind down and just keep a journal. Make sure your kids don't find it or let you let somebody read it. Look, girl, look what I wrote. I was so damn mad. Look what I wrote. That is the same thing as telling them. So if you let them read it, you know, but get a journal and put in that journal your feelings. Pull it all out on paper, and I suggest that you burn that sheet of paper because if you read it again, it may cause you to revisit some thoughts and feelings that you necessarily aren't going to benefit from. Write your feelings down and let them out in an appropriate way. Now, here's another deal. Start living your life again. Maybe this isn't time for you to be forgiving, but it is a time for you to look at you. Go look in the mirror, and if you can't look down and see your pubic hair because your stomach is in the way, that might be time for you to go and start taking better care of your health and getting in shape. If you've gotten so thin that your thong is blowing in the background and, you know, you ain't got no butt, with some of you, you may not be thin and just don't have no butt, you know, but please, whatever you do, don't go by, okay, my producer's giving me that look, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. What the heck is with these drawers that have a butt in them? <laughs> you know, the kind with the pads? That's not a good look, especially if you have them on crooked. I was in it. Okay, never mind. She's telling me don't go into that. Anyway, Atlanta's a hell of a city. That's all I'm going to say. It's a hell of a city. But make a list of reminders of things that you need to take care of, like clean up your house, go get your hair done. Some people, when you break up with somebody, you look like you're about to go trick-or-treating or you're going to some type of uh, masquerade ball for the walking dead. Child, go bathe. Do something. Make a list of things that you can do that are good for you and start living a holistic lifestyle. And, and I'm going to tell you even further. All this stuff, these souvenirs you've been hanging on to, you got a pair of that man's drawers still over your house and a shirt that smells like him, throw away that doggone shirt. Don't even use it to dust with. Throw it away. you looking over there and be like, well, this is the last time she was with me. I'm not going to wash out the tub. You nasty fool, wash that tub out. Well, I, you know what, I hope you wash the tub out every time you get out. But some people will just try to find the weirdest stuff to hang on to because they are thinking somebody may come back, and when he comes back, his toothbrush is going to be right there. First, 
He's been gone 20 years. He doesn't even have all his teeth anymore. Throw out that toothbrush. The man's remarried. The woman's got a new man. She's had a baby. Let these people go. And for those of you that are like right now in the situation where you are wondering, what do I do? Where do I go from here? Is this relationship even salvageable? I'm going to, in the later in the program, give you some stuff, some warning signs, and I know this is the time. Text your girlfriend. Text your homeboy. Uh, this is going to be the stuff that you will have to say, oh, hell no, I'm not going back to that. So let me give you a quick little recap about how to get over what you're going through. First, think it through. Make sure that you ain't tripping off of it. Stop having it like a, a oatmeal every morning. <laughs> Stop doubting yourself. You made a good decision to get this person out of your life. Let it go. You know, if it was just your subconscious that told you boo-boo the fool is what you look like, stop it. You know, this person's picking you up late in your own doggone car and they don't have a job. Stop it. Every time you look up, you got another STD. Stop it. They're calling you out your name. Stop it. They, You keep catching them in affairs. The person may not, it, it may not even be that they are being an, uh, the B word or a jerk. It could be y'all just don't match. And some people have an issue with closure. I mean, seriously, some people just, you know, they're territorial. They don't want to let you go, but they don't want you. And you know if that applies to you or if you're doing somebody that, grow your butt up. Next thing, keep your space. You don't have to be on Facebook cyber-stalking people, checking their Twitter feed, going to LinkedIn, seeing who's endorsed them and wondering are they sleeping together. Leave all of that alone. Keep your distance, especially if you're not mature enough to really look at this person and see them with somebody else and be like, I wish you the very best, right? And remember, breaking up hurts. It's okay to hate them. It's okay. I'm, now, I didn't say go bust the windows out of nobody's car and, and start calling them their mama, talking about, you know what I'm saying. So don't do any of that. And, and be careful what friends you talk to, my God, and, and your relatives. Keep folk out your business. And if you're just one of these people that you've got to express your mess to other people and you're so stupid you don't think they ain't going to go talk about you, child, please, write your feelings down, and after you do it, burn that sheet of paper. You heard me. And make a list of things you got to do, things that you can do to make yourself feel better about you. Work out, change your diet, go get your hair cut or your hair done, go get your new no, you don't. Please, whatever. Let me tell you, ladies, something. Now, it's your business if you're going to get a weed. But I, I just want to ask somebody this. And my producer is shaking her head, going, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Child, just calm down. I'm not going to say anything that throw. But you know how? Yes, I am. I am. I'm lying. I am going to say something crazy. Um, you know how milk comes with an expiration date? Meat comes with an expiration date. Even cookies and frozen Food come with an expiration date. Why does a weave come with an expiration date? Because I saw somebody at Walmart, and yeah, I'm sorry, I'm talking about Walmart again, but you know, I have to go there to buy stuff. I don't buy clothes there, but if your weave looks like 
it's been, you know how a little dog's head gets, like after you had it for about eight years and it just is jacked up? If your weave has gotten to the point where you can't comb it no more, isn't that a sign to get rid of it? I'm just saying. Just, okay, I'm off the weave thing. Now, how do you start to mend your heart? Here's, here's the first thing. Go through it. Don't try to play like it's not there. You know, you have to grieve to learn. And I don't care if you're the person that got hurt. Here's the good thing about being hurt. When someone hurts you, just think back. You'll probably hurt somebody yourself. And I'm not saying, okay, that makes the pain any easier, but just stop and think, you know what, on the other side of this thing, I'm not really feeling this. This sucks. It'll teach you to value people that treat you well, and it'll make you a better person. If the person hurt you, that's God's way of saying, you know, I let you find out you were getting booed because I don't want you to be played for a fool. I've created someone that will love you just the way you are, marmalade sandwich in your head and all. If you don't get that, that's from Paddington the Bear. You need to go see that movie. And, yes, I went to go see Paddington the Bear, but it was a real cool movie. The other thing is stand on your own. Stop being this. Everybody see you. You look like you walking around just left somebody's feel like, you know, they just shot Martin Luther King or, or somebody. Stop it. All that running around, you depressed. You come home, the dog, you know how the dog would usually greet you. The dog drops his head. He don't want to eat you and the dog looking bad. Come on, really? Stop it. If you would get out your house and embrace nature, and I and for you crazy folk, I didn't say go walking where no bridges are because if you decide to jump off, I do not want to be called by your family. But the point I'm making is stand on your own two feet and detach yourself from this, all these folks that were his friends and his relatives. Now, now I get it. If you have children by somebody and, and you've been with them and it's it's been now five, ten years, your kids play with their kids all the birthdays, I get it, man. But don't start trying to go out your way to, again, vicariously be places where you know this person is going to show up. Now, one thing that will help you, write down things that you're grateful for. And I do mean that. We Sometimes we just don't stop and take into consideration how good life really is. You are so blessed. I don't even know you. You are, yes, I do. I know you because every week you and I get together and do this um, but the couple of million people that listen to me every week, you're better than this. Look, write down things that are just going right in your life. Even if you just got fired, just don't look at it like, I just got fired. What the hell is going right? Well, you've got an opportunity to find a better job than you had. So always find your silver linings in life, and even if it's not breakup-related. But in this case, you're trying to move on from a fool. Stop and look at yourself and say, you know what? Now I don't have somebody criticizing me because I want to go back to school. I don't have someone criticizing and trying to be controlling and mistreating me and getting in my face, being loud and barking at me like a dog with two teeth missing. That would look funny, wouldn't it? But the the thing is, 
be in your space and get this this um what this this delusion out of your head that your happiness is fused with someone else. People come into your life for a season, a reason, or a lesson, and when they're gone, adios, bye, boo, see you later. Now, help someone else. I don't care if it's somebody out there that's an elderly neighbor, a kid, and if you're just joining the show, you know, this show is archived, so right when we go off the air within, I think, 10 minutes, you can listen to this program in its entirety. So if you're just tuning in, you can still check it out later, all right? You have a, you're not going to miss anything. But stop and help someone else. And I'm not saying go find you a pity partner. I didn't say that. Well, girl, you know, Tyrone left you, Julian left me. No, you and Honey Boo Boo and Mama do not need to get together. That is not a, that's not good for you or for her. The other thing, laugh and cry. You know, go to the comedy. If you're in a city, and most cities in America have comedy clubs, go there. Even if the comedian sucks, at least some of his jokes or her jokes will be funny. Go find a movie to look at. Find some stuff. You know, I can recommend some movies. If you haven't seen that movie, Ted, with that bear, you really need to see that. If you haven't seen Paddington, what is up with me and bears? I just noticed that. But go and get that movie. There's lots of film, lots of theater stuff happening in your city. Get out and enjoy yourself. Go to the ballet. Go to the symphony. Go to a jazz club. But whatever you do, don't be sitting in your house in February listening to Merry Christmas Baby. That is just simply not a good look. And then make a list of activities that make you feel good and, you know, do them. Don't just stop your life. Nobody is that doggone important. I don't care if this person was so fine that when they walked by, you just wanted to smell them, you know, or if they made, if the sex was so good, you could just close your eyes and you look like you have an inappropriate expression on your face. Okay, that is not the only person that can make you feel that way. Trust me. As a matter of fact, some of you are missing people that probably had you itching. Well, they didn't have you itching because that's just nasty. But let go of things that aren't good for you, especially people. And the biggest piece of this thing is create your new world. Those of you that are getting a divorce, those of you who have been in dysfunctional relationships, those of you that right now you're sitting there going, do I stay, do I go, what do I do? Write down, and I can, you keep hearing that theme, right? I keep telling you, write down. Write down how you're being treated. Write down what's being said to you. Write, you know, it, a lot of you, the reason why you're scratch, scratching your head right now is because you ignored all of these signs that one of three things, that relationship wasn't going to work in the first place, or that God put this person in your life for a season in your life, and you just can't let go. I've had people in my office uh, and people that have uh, called into television programs and radio programs that I've done that ask this question, well, Doc, I've been with them for 10 years. 
and I'll ask them, well, how, when did it start going south? The first year we were together, fool, why did you stay the other nine? Well, you know, I figured it would change. Let me tell you something. If you are dealing with an individual that is over 14 years old, and I'm not saying, you know, you should be dealing with someone 14, because if you're listening to my program, according to our demographics, most of my listeners range between the age of 23 and 55. So if you're dealing with a 14-year-old, you're probably going to jail. So, you know, it's just weird. Unless you're a tiger and you're dating one of the Kardashians. I know that was a tacky joke, wasn't it? Anyway, you have to move into this headspace. People know what they're doing. When someone tells you something like, you know, I had an affair because I was mad at you, how in the heck did this guy get an erection thinking about he's mad at you? No man that's mad at you will get an erection. And you weren't nowhere in his thoughts. Or a woman is going, I just did it because you wouldn't give me no attention. That's a lie, boo, you a hoe. It had nothing to do with somebody giving you attention. You just wanted to taste that, try that. Let's stop lying to everybody, especially stop lying to yourself. When things are over, they're just over. So in creating this new world while you're writing things down, what does happiness look like to you now? When you think about that, what do you see? What, how do you see yourself living your life? What activities do you see yourself enjoying? And don't let it be something where you just – think you're just going to happen to bump into the person that goes to the same 24-hour fitness you go to, and you don't win, you up at 24-hour fitness at 11, a, 11 p.m., 11 a.m., because you know that's about the time they come. You ain't got on no draws. you just up there, you know, everything flopping on you and bouncing up. And come on, really? Get your new world. Go to buy you some equipment and work out at home. Go somewhere different. Do a boot camp. <clears throat> Stop going to the same church, hoping the Lord will put y'all back together. Because if that's why you're going to church, both y'all going to hell. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, maybe you won't go to hell, but you sure the hell ain't going to be experiencing bliss and heavenly circumstances by thinking you're just going to manipulate your way back into another dysfunctional moment with the same person. Here's a, the other thing. Don't give up on love. Now, I'm going to repeat these things for mending your heart. You go through it and to it. Don't, don't, don't try to avoid dealing with what's up. And write it down. Write it down. You know what? I left you because you picked me up late four times in my car, and I don't work but four days a week. Now, how did that happen? And they don't have a car or a job. Or if you're dating a grown man that has a PlayStation, ladies, I just got to ask you a question. What the hell is wrong with you? You're going to date a man that's playing with a – I'm not saying nothing wrong with the PlayStation. But if you play with a PlayStation, you don't have a job, really? <laughs> and the other thing, stand on your own. You don't need to be always walking up to people like you're about to take your last breath because you may end up with taking your last breath if you keep that up. You don't need a pity party. You don't need – I see people that everything that happens, they got to call their friends, and and, it's, and especially some of my sisters, Anglo, black, white, all y'all, you want to get with four or five women and go somewhere and get drunk, and then you go home and feel worse than you did before you left your house. 
can't. That does not work. And then you get back with this person. Because so, here's what you didn't tell your friends. You're partially responsible for the breakup. You shouldn't have been telling that that man that his mama's wig looked like she he had a, she had a bird's nest on her head. That that's not appropriate, even if it's true. Okay, it could be true. The other thing is, who are you if your whole life needs validation through third parties? That's probably why the hell they left you. Or if you were in something where now you got rid of some control fanatic person. You missed that? Are you kidding me? Stand on your own. Some of you just want to get back with somebody because they got some car note money or some house note money, or they can buy junior, you know, pay some bills for you. That's not even a relationship. Go back to school and get your life together. Now, detach yourself. Get away. Spend some time by yourself. You guys have heard me say this over and over again. If you don't want to be alone with you, why in the hell would somebody else want to be alone with you? Just think about that. Also, start fantasizing about what your life could look like. What do you want it to look like? You know, what do you want? I tell people anytime that you hit a wall, it's because God is opening a path. It's not because, uh, you know, heavenly forces, celestial forces are against you and you're being damned. That's not true. It's time for you to go in a different direction and accept that. The next thing I want you to think about, and, and this will make a lot of sense for some of you, help somebody else. Go visit your mother, your father. You know this person you were dating wouldn't even let your family come over. You, you, They called you hitting the, the ignore button because this idiot wants to control you so much or they didn't like your relatives. Now that that's over or about to be over, go enjoy your life. You don't have to put up with people mistreating you. The other thing is make a list of things that you have in your life to be grateful for. You've got so much to be thankful for. You got your health, you got your strength, you got a piece of car. Okay, I don't know what a piece of car is, but you know, you you you're self sufficient. Even if you're sleeping on the floor with a pillar and making out a pallet, there's your pillar, your pallet and you have a key to your door. And believe me, in a few weeks or months you're going to be way happier than you were being in a mansion with somebody crazy. Now, here's some tips for starting your life over. Da-da-da-da-da-da. You're going to love this, all right? The first thing to get past pain is accept that everything, absolutely everything, is working for your good. Accept that your prayer you were like, Lord, please fix this. Please, please, God, show me what I should do. And you walk in and find somebody's drawers in your car, in your house, or, you know, the person standing there, and you know they lying. Be grateful. Just be like, you know what, I ain't mad at you. Accept that that relationship ran its course. Because what I keep telling you, people come into your life for a season, a reason, or a lesson, and all relationships are going in. Some of them are going in in death. Others are going in in life. And I'm not talking about you killing nobody, but you get my point. Second thing, 
if you even have to, I, and I'm not one that says fake it till you make it, but this is one time I'm going to bend those rules. Just when you're alone, close your eyes and pretend that you are man or woman enough for this to be over and rest in the knowledge that, you know what, this was the best thing that could happen. Just be so grateful that whatever happened in your life is present, is that season happened, let it go. You will be okay. I promise. Go in there and make you a ham sandwich or something. And I, I don't know, maybe not a press ham sandwich, but you know, go ahead and just take a moment to be one with you. And know, know this that you can and you will be happy again. You will find another person that is going to be better than this person. You won't, brothers, you won't be getting your. Thing is stuck in no tracks no more. Well, I hope. Well, okay, maybe you will. <laughs> Ladies, this man is actually gonna bathe and wear cologne and cut his fingernails. I mean, know that something better can come your way, and don't believe the lies that you keep hearing about you, your future. You know, because some of us have people around us. I, I can't really say what I want to say. Yes, I can. It's my show, but my producer's giving me that look, and she's like, "Please don't, please don't." You already, you, you know, it, it's really funny. I bet the, my attorneys and uh, <laughs> and the attorneys for blog uh, always listening to me going, "He's one of our top shows." I hope he doesn't. Did he do it? Oh, please don't say it. Don't say it. Okay, I won't. But there are times when you just want to slap the. You know the word, fill in the blank. Because you have someone lying to you. But when you keep lying to yourself, you need, well, you don't need to slap yourself. That would look really weird. But the truth of it is, stop obsessing and get on with your life. Stop telling yourself, well, you know what? If I just let him punch me in the stomach and not the head, it won't be that bad. I can toughen up. No, 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 no. Here's a big one. Gentlemen and ladies, stop believing the hype. Look at what people tell you, I mean, what they do, not what they say. I've had a, you know, so i got a dear friend of mine. I'm not going to say nothing because I ain't trying to lose the few people I actually like. But, yes, I don't really care. I'm going to tell it anyway. If someone keeps promising you, you know, this time it'll be different. I'm going to do this, and we'll be happy because I love you. <laughs> Ladies, men are territorial. A man will go marry your butt, buy you a ring just because he don't want nobody else to pull them panties off of you, okay? Stop believing the hype. Gentlemen, just because she keeps telling you she ain't going to do it again, he's just a friend. I saw something on a blog or on Facebook somewhere where it said, what are the most common lies that men and women tell. And I read the list, and one thing was like, he's just a friend. He's like a brother. That's like my sister. <laughs> that may be true, but you ain't going to find brother and sister's panties in the house and in the car, okay? You, you get my drift, right? Okay. But believe people's actions, not what they say. Look at their actions. And on, this is a big one, on your role and what happened. 
you wasn't always this dick. I hear people always say, you know what? When I get in another relationship, I ain't never going to let nobody do this here to me. I come up having to fight my anus and my... Okay, that's the color purple. All right. Well, maybe they don't say that. But the truth be told, look at your contribution. If you and your lady or man broke up because you out twerking, and the pictures are on Facebook or Instagram when you were supposed to be at church, come on now. You know, you had something to do with that. Or if perhaps your temper is kind of bad and you just cussed everybody out and called them out their name, now someone has a sense to leave your crazy butt. Uh, duh. Come on, really? You didn't have none? And, and for those of you, oh, God, I got to touch on this one. For you people, and, look, first, don't write me no letters because if I write you back, you're going to be upset. Um, that love the Lord. I love God, too, and I love my angels and the Holy Spirit, all, all of that, all of that. But quit putting God in the stuff that ain't got nothing to do with God. Tell me, well, you know, the Bible says that a man should not leave his woman or you shouldn't leave me. The Bible don't say that. The Bible says stuff like how long should you walk together least you both agree love is patient, love is kind, love is not an abusive, hint, you know, love endures, hint, love does not criticize, hint. Remember all of that? Okay, so stop uh, having a religious guilt trip. And I'm saying every religion has its own. I'm familiar with the Judeo-Christian traditions, but if you order break up, don't break down. I found the stuff that's in the Quran. I found the stuff that's in the Ching. I found all of this content that basically I don't care whether you're Islamic, Buddhist, Muslim, Christian, whatever, Hindu, it's all good. Every one of those books gives you grounds to leave a fool. So if someone is hanging that over your head, or if God forbid you are hanging religion over your head to stay in some abusive, dysfunctional mess, I'm here to tell you, boo, get to stepping. It ain't that. It ain't like that. God did not create you for someone to be abusive toward you, call you out your name, to mistreat you, to uh, go and just do all manner of uh, minutiae to you. That's not how it is. Now, here's the other thing. Remember this. Everything happens for a season in your life. And what I mean by that is real simple. You are not meant to be with the same person. Well, you know, I knew Jimmy back when we was in the fifth grade, okay? If neither one of you die, you're going to know him when he's at the nursing home. You feeling me? That is some bull crap we feed ourselves because we are so familiar with the known that we don't want to embrace the greater unknown. The greater unknown is where God is. What you're hanging on to is not real. So it's okay. Move on with your life. You're still trying to do the Al Bundy. You remember that show, Married with Children, where Al Bundy he worked at a shoe store and his whole life was centered on what he did in high school. Let it go. Let it go. You probably are making four people miserable. You, that person you keep stalking, and the two people God intended you to meet that are waiting on the both of you to stop tripping. And get this. If your ex is struggling with emotions and depression, 
you know, recommend that they go see, get some counseling. And I urge you to talk to somebody like me, a professional coach, a certified coach. I'm a certified master coach. You know, it's the top dog in what I do. But, you know, get somebody that can help talk you in off the ledge. Don't go. And and I'm not, I know a lot of my psychologist friends are going to get pissed at me right now. But here's what people get trained in graduate school when they're practicing. They get trained to get this script. So if this person you go see uses this script on you, run. Call me or somebody like me because that means that you're talking to a mannequin basically. But if they say, what brought you in today? And you tell them. They say, well, how did that make you feel? Then you tell them. They say, so what have you done to change it? Then you tell them. They say, well, how did that work for you? Then you tell them. And then they say, well, what are you willing to do to change it? And you tell them. And then they say, well, next week you try that and we'll talk about the results. Leave quickly because that is just going to keep you stuck in depression. And I think any good psychologist or clinician knows better than to use that out-of-date model to work with people. But if you got somebody that hasn't lived life, somebody that doesn't know what it's like to uh, get a divorce, to be in a dysfunctional relationship, or uh, that grew up seeing that, you you need somebody that knows about life. So some college kid, I'm not saying that the college kid may not be good. What I'm saying is try to get somebody that's an adult with some experience to help you. The other thing, don't start over after a bad relationship in a couple of weeks or a month. You know, well, you know, I just have, well, how long have you guys been apart? Well, we just broke up last week. Last week, what the hell are you doing trying to date somebody? You know, even if you are in the process of leaving somebody, go ahead and leave, man. Don't start trying to date them while you're still in the house with somebody else unless you have been estranged for a minute, and you are really, you really have a date to move out. And then my advice to you is if you got a date to move out, you can wait a couple of weeks. You can wait a month. If you're not willing to leave the situation you're in, don't go dragging somebody else into your BS because that's exactly what you're doing. Grow your selfish behind up. That's why this relationship didn't work. You don't know how to end things, clean up your stuff, and before you bring somebody else in, you do not need to bring anyone into your dysfunction. Now, I'm going to go through this list again for you starting over. First, just accept that the relationship has ended. You you know, after you've done all that you can do, you've done all. You've gone and and had a tummy tuck, liposuction, had some Botox done, you know, learned to make moonshine in the backyard, whatever you did. You've learned to start twerking. You know, you're a white woman, you're 55, but you've learned to twerk. Just don't do that in front of nobody, please. But, well, I, I did see this one white chick that was twerking her butt off on the Internet, but she go, girl. She's like 55, a girl was working it. But for the rest of you, especially if you ain't got no booty, don't be twerking. That's just not a good look. Um, You've done everything you can to get this person to give you another shot. Let it go. You don't deserve to be abused and taken advantage of. And that's to everybody, male, female, old, young, whatever you are. And then accept the fact that God answered your prayer for a reason. 
instead of sitting up there crying, looking like a, a Halloween cat with a hump in your back, mad and stuff, stop and think, you know what? Now I can finally go back to school. I can finally start lift, getting this uh, weight on me or off of me or whatever you need to do with some weight, gain some, lose some, whatever you need to do. You know, and know, know this, and I'm here to tell you, God does not want you to be unhappy. No matter how much you think that's true, it's a lie. God does not want you to be unhappy. So you can and you will be happy again, but you are just delaying the process while you're sitting up here trying to go back and forth, back and forth, and stop believing these lies where you know I'm going to do better. I promise, you know, I'm going to get a job, and, you know, when we'll move out my mama's house. <laughs> yeah, right. Y'all stand with his mama, your mama, that, that's a problem. But the truth is, stop believing the hype. Look at what people do. Their actions there speak much louder than any words you will ever hear. Some of you, and I don't know what's wrong with some people, but I've watched women and men too, so this ain't a gender thing. I've watched both sexes date people, break up with them, go back with them, break up with them, go back with them. And then they go back and do it a fourth time. Now, first time, shame on, you know, shame, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. Third time, that's just a damn shame. I don't know what we're going to call number four, but, you know, I just would, if God just, even even my my Japanese and Korean friends, I just have to look at you and be like, Negro, please. I am not the Negro. Yes, you are right now, child. Negro, please. And you know that ain't the word I want to use. Other, next thing, let me go past. My producer is just shaking her head. Bless her heart. We're going to have to get this girl some ointment for her neck. Um, own your role. If you contributed to this mess that you're finally being set free from, have you ever stopped to think? <laughs> Misery loves company. I did an interview maybe, I think it was like maybe three, four years ago, and it was either ABC or NBC, but they were taking calls, and this lady calls in, and she says, well, you know, but what, you know, I got a friend that every time I need, you know, 10 or $20, you know, they always have it. So, you know, even though a relationship don't work, that's why we stay in touch. And I'm like, have you ever stopped to think if you quit messing with this fool, you would never need 20 or $30? I mean, seriously, I'm just saying. The other thing is this God stuff, spiritualizing everything. God does not care if you wear a blue or a white shirt today, Okay. You keep saying, well, you know the devil made me do it. <laughs> Satan is everywhere. No, you are doing his job. Satan didn't have nothing to do with this. You did this or they did this. Quit making everything the devil, the devil, the Bible, the devil, the Quran, the Bible. What? Let me tell you something. Uh, Allah praise his name. Jesus bless his name. All of, of the the great leadership that we have spiritually, the models that we have spiritually, none, not one of them would tell your crazy butt to let nobody abuse you, and they would certainly not condone and endorse you mistreating anyone. Stop it. It's quit letting all of this bad stuff come in your life and having it come to your life and making these just, just these situations that need at best to be just uh, eliminated from your very presence. Now, if you 
or your ex is struggling and this is really going over the top where you are not eating all united all you eating is a bowl of cereal. If you eating all you eating is a bowl of cereal, I'm gonna tell you, you are not five years old. Go get dinner, go to a restaurant. Don't be sitting around the house, sitting there looking emaciated or gaining so much weight. I I don't I don't get it. I mean, I saw uh you know how some people eat till they get full? I was at a restaurant yesterday. I saw a woman eat till she got tired. I mean, she just sat there and rested. And it, you know it's bad when you have gotten so big that you can fold your arms on your stomach and they are right up under your breast. That you you just, okay, never mind. I ain't got nothing to do with this. That's me again. That's I don't know what I have with people just not taking care of themselves, but it makes me sick because I love you. How come you don't? God loves you. How come you don't? Don't let yourself do that. And above all, quit wearing your flannel pajamas to the grocery store. I don't know who started that, but they need to be beat. Now, here's the last thing. Allow yourself to start over. This is not the end of your life. It's the beginning. Oh, my producer said, okay, I can take two calls. And right now, clear the lines because we got people like trying to call. The uh, number is 646-478-5610. 646-478-5610. Press 1. And I can take your call about how to help you get over a relationship. But please, if you do that, I'm going to give us one minute to have this have this come in. Uh, don't mention somebody's name like your ex. Like don't don't call in here and say, you know, Randy ain't. You know what I'm saying? So don't do that. Now, while we're giving the one minute, and give one minute for this call to come through. If not, we're going to go ahead and call it a day. Um, if you are going through. I know during the course of this program, we've said, and, you know, I joke about things, but out of the 2.6 million people that are listening right now, I realize that your pain is not funny, and I'm not trying to make fun of your pain. I want you to get your joy back. I want you to learn to laugh at your life, to stop seeing the glass is half full or even half empty, be grateful you have a glass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't don't allow something uh, that's just for a moment. You know, there's this thing that says weeping may endure for a moment, you know, with joy. You know what I mean? You deserve the very best. However, you cannot receive what God has for you as long as you're holding on to what you've settled for. You cannot have what's in your tomorrow when you have shackled yourself and condemned yourself to living in yesterday. Life is far too short and death is far, far too long for you to have your life become something so much less than what you deserve. Because don't you, let's be honest, don't you deserve to be happy? I think you deserve to be happy. And if, you, if you're if you going through some relationship stuff and, and you really are trying to get you together for the next season, the next time that you're blessed to have the right man or woman come in your life, before you get in it, I suggest that you take a personality type test, 
so you can understand, you know, it's the Myers-Briggs I administered in my office. It costs you 58 bucks, and have them take it, too. That way you can see potential blind spots before they happen. You can see, okay, well, this is my, this is how, why people misperceive me. This is why I don't really connect with people. And then there's another test I administer called the, called the Thomas Kilman instrument that uh, measures how you deal with conflict. You have to know these things because if you don't know these things, how can you move forward? You really can't move forward if you're stuck in a moment. It's just not going to happen. For you to be the very best that you can be, you need to know not only something about yourself, but know something about other people. Before you get there or if you're looking at your relationship uh, or starting anew with someone, Get somebody like me involved early. Go ahead and scare. I mean, here's what it costs. If you come through my office, those tests cost you 116 bucks. Isn't that cheaper than uh, what you're going to spend on wine and weed and being mad and bullets? Okay, well, hopefully you're going to be buying no bullets. But, you know, go ahead and get those diagnostics done. Go ahead and spend the money that you would spend on a handbag or a pair of two pairs of good shoes to ensure that your life is solid and that you really understand yourself. Because if you can't relate to you well, how in the dickens can someone else relate to you? If you don't really understand you fully, how can someone else really understand you? In other words, instead of investing in some new hair, which, you know, some like that lady I saw at the store, I would contribute to her getting some new hair because that scared me. Yeah. You know, y'all. You know what a lion's mane is. Well, I guess if you're Porsche on Real Housewives of Atlanta, you probably wouldn't know what a lion's mane is. But the it, the woman's hair looked like a lion's mane, and you know, ain't nobody calling no damn lions. <laughs> My producer is just over there laughing. All right, stop. But oh, and here's the other thing I want to say. Would y'all please write to these weed hair companies and tell them to put an expiration date on your damn hair? All right, that's that's sad. I'll I'll stop. Now, housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, and, and, oh, I want to thank you guys. Um, Say a prayer. They're talking to me about a national TV show. Well, they're talking to me about a couple national TV shows. (laughs) Say a prayer because we need something good on TV other than uh, Moonshiners and Honey Boo Boo. I promise Whoever I sign a deal with, we will bring you programming that's worth your time, that will be enlightening, entertaining, and what have you. The other thing I want to say is go to the Facebook page, hit the like button. Facebook actually declared me a real person. No, I mean a real celebrity, whatever that crap means. But I I would appreciate it if you go to Do- – it's not Dr. D, it's just Devon Young, and hit the like button on the fan page. That that mean a lot. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, we've got some uh, – we're planning to do a lot of meet-and-greet workshops around the country. So if you guys want to participate in that or do that, email me via the drdavonyoung.org website or send me a message on Facebook, and uh, we definitely will hook up with you on that. So with all of the housekeeping done and everything said, this is your moment. Seize it. Maximize it. This is going to be an awesome week. And look for something new because as long as you keep looking back at something old, you'll never get what God has for you. There's a reason a car, in a car, the rearview mirror is smaller than the windshield. 
and that's because you're not supposed to navigate through life looking backwards. Anyway, I love you madly. Most sincerely, I do. Have an awesome week. Talk to you next Sunday night. Check 